Welcome to the Cosm Brew Show! Nothing like a good intro to a show when you ain't done one for what? Two months? At least, man. We, Two we, months? We, did, we, did we break we, down we, the 2021 NBA Finals? We want to... <laughs> We're talking... We want to apologize to the, to the listeners. We're not trying to be all, you know, exclusive. We just have had some stuffage going on, so we apologize. <laughs> stuffage. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I think having a rib removed from my chest qualifies. Like yeah. that's probably okay with you folks out there. I hope it is. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's actually it's kind of a good news situation. I think now that this rib here is removed, I think I'm the limiting factor. By the way, is, is what I'm getting at. Cause he's always like, "Hey man, let's do a show," and I'm like, "No, cause I got this rib problem." And, yeah, uh, but I'm always like, "Hey, let's do a show," and then you're like, "How about this?" And I'm like, "No, I can't do it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fall on a sword here for you, cause. Because no, I have a no, legit, no. like, like if somebody wants to be mad, I'm not doing a show. I got a real, I got a guy out there. He's actually a Kaiser doctor. I got a Kaiser doctor in Sacramento who's yelling at me because I don't tweet enough. And he's literally supposed to, to treat <laughs> conditions like the one I have. And I'm just sitting here going, man, this guy's actually treating people. And he's yelling at me like, get out there and crush those nerves, buddy, because you're not tweeting enough. I <laughs> kid you not. And somebody looked them up and they're like, yeah, he's a Kaiser doctor that treats TOS. <laughs> Kaiser. They care. They do. Not a paid ad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so um, I had the rib removed. That was about uh, 18 months, months, weeks, days, days, days ago, 18 days ago. So I'm coming back to earth a little bit and the all-star break. (laughs) Hey, Kaz, you want to talk all-star? That's a a joke. All-star game, man. I haven't watched one of those in quite some time, actually. Yeah. So was, oh, you did this... watch. Good. No, good, no good, I good. didn't. I didn't. I did not watch. Oh, good, good, not. good. You didn't no. miss anything. Um, no, I know. I, 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 I was joking <laughs> when I said, "Cause you want to talk about the All Star Game?" Because like, it was terrible to watch. That's like, yeah. like that's just. I mean, just objectively, like compared to other crap All Star games, this right. one was. <laughs> this like, one was impressively <laughs> in a league of its own. Like uh, people were talking like all these ideas to refresh it. I'd just say get get your best hater on the telecast and just have them go in on the players and everybody involved. How stupid is this thing that we're watching together? Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a couple of highlights. Everybody was all up in arms, you know, on the. Well, that's the second know, piece. Ra- radio junket the next day. Yeah, it lasted um, what a day of crapping on the nba yeah it's pretty i mean i don't know it's pretty pitiful i I, you know i I really think actually at the league office people who are in charge of that kind of thing they're getting crap i bet because it was it was like eh, you know indiana like cold weather you know like that part of it wasn't great you know so it's already starting off and i think that building is probably not great for that kind of an event super big um it felt like People were at like a, like a dog, you know, uh, dog show or something. It was literally like that quiet and dark. and The Westminster All-Star game? <laughs> something like that. Hey, you know what? When we're thinking of ideas for All-Star and All-Star Weekend, I've seen like some pretty, not great stuff, but um, King of the Court was an idea that came across. I don't know. Like, yeah. You got to do I, something, right? Like, well, can't they just pay him? They could, like, yeah. But, I mean, I think... You know, I don't know that that, like to me, 
Here, here we go. We're talking All Star. Yeah, I knew it, yeah. I knew it was going to happen the minute I, I brought it like, up. How do you get people to go into work when they're off? You know, you, well, you pay them. I'll say this <laughs> I think that there was a little bit of a concerted effort amongst the players to kind of throw this thing because they get paid some really small amount for this, for the game itself. Right. <clears throat> and I think they, I think amongst them, they said, look, we're going to send a message to the league. You got to pay us a lot more. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Like if your incremental benefit to going to that thing and not getting the week off, which is huge. Like you got to cram yourself into an airplane, get to this cold weather city, you know, do the travel thing, you know, you kind of get your body right for that one event, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, they wouldn't have a problem. I mean, like, just, you know, how many All Stars is there? 12 on each side? Just have a $12 million pot winner takes all? Mm. You know, I don't care how rich they are. They're going to play. Yeah, at least at least a third of them will play. <laughs> I think they all. I mean, no, I they probably all would play for a million. There's any, a million dollars is still a million dollars. Hey, hey, give it to the coach, too. If it's LeBron or whatever. Give it to, give it to Doc mean, Rivers. You know, Doc <laughs> Rivers just waltzing in. Because I remember uh, I was listening to an interview. This was years ago. I was listening to an interview with, um, man, what's the Rick Barry, and he and he was saying that his 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 first All Star game, his salary for the season was like twenty grand for the whole season, but the All Star bonus that you got was like seven grand. Damn. So he, he said that like. He said that one of the coaches got thrown out and there were two fights in an all-star game. You know, I I, I audibly gasped when you said the name Rick Barry, because if you're a a Bay Area person, you know, and I haven't heard him in years, but, you know, he used to be pretty much on the radio 24-7. All I can think of when I think of Rick Barry, aside from him being just kind of a disagreeable guy, is defending uh, Lacob on, uh, was it Chris Mullen? Hall of Fame night. Yes, yes, yes. That's all I can. That's all I can ever think of. But your point is absolutely correct. Like, if these guys yeah. are are playing for for that kind of money, I would do something. So the coaches got to get some money. I always always like the coaches. You know that in season tournament. I thought that the coaches getting money was actually a real important driver for them taking it seriously. Absolutely. Um, toss a mill to the coach because the coaches were only going to get five hundred grand. I think for the in season tournament. Uh-huh. So. Um, I think you'd have to tweak some of the rules because, like, of course, we're going to talk about other than the All-Star game, which I said to myself, I'm not going to bring it up because we'll just start talking about it. And, you know, this is all like a week old. But um, we're going to talk some Doc Rivers, um, you know, the Bucks, really big deal, kind of what's going on over there in the East. The East is super top heavy. But the West, to me, as we get out of All-Star weekend, we're back into games and we kind of get pivoted for, I don't know, we call it reality basketball. Um it's a lot of stuff going on. I, I think we'll probably start in the East because there's there's more championship action to me going on in the East with Boston looking like a juggernaut, Milwaukee like who wants to bet against those guys? You took them right for uh, winning it all, or I can't remember. No, I took, I took Denver. Oh, you took Denver? That's okay. Did I take Boston? Feels like huh? I took Boston. I think I, I took Boston. You might have taken them all. You might have taken Boston. I think you. I think you liked. I can't remember. Yeah. I, no, it's I, been it's I, been too I, long. I, I, I travel in too many predictions, and I kind of forget the uh, 
the championship ones. We'll have to go back and listen to the show and see, yeah. see what we did. But Boston, to me, is, you know, they look great. And they got some issues, of course. But um, Joe Missoula, second year, he's a card, man. He is he's just funny he's a card <laughs> did i did he's i transport back to... like my 80 years old and on uh, golden girls or something you sure did that was awesome hey, uh... i'm old man i'm old i'm embracing it I, I i gotta say at some point in time during this gig i went from young and and, and pugnacious to old and grumpy and don't care no i'm not grumpy and i do care um yeah, no. So let's, I guess, let's get out of All-Star Land unless there's anything else you're dying to say there. Um, pay the players might be the best way. Or I was thinking like American gladiators, you know, in that direction. Like use all that tech and create some weird game that these guys play. <laughs> I, it's, so that's why you don't put me in charge of events like that. But the whole thing, but it's still, this is all kind of the, this is kind of the league's fault. I mean, this is all a by, we don't, it's all kind of a byproduct of, you know, load management and all that stuff anyway like it, they've already devalued the regular season well so yeah. why why wouldn't this follow suit and, and you know that's what I'm the big <laughs> you, like all I, these all these sports performance you know things in within these organizations they have they're telling players that games themselves don't matter so why would a complete exhibition matter you know you know what there is an actual very interesting conversation buried within this that we can't get into it's not really what we're shooting for on this show but like I think this did rattle a lot of cages in the league. I mean, they put out all-star requirements the next year that like excluded every small market and cold market, you know, that there is for lack of hotels and all these different rules that, you know, people know, but like, it felt like their response was like, Oh crap. We know we did a bad thing here. And with the in season, regular season stuff, they, it's like, they know that they've devalued the regular season. They know that load management's a problem. I mean, you got the league out there releasing their own kind of reports, whatever people want to say about them that, you know, load management is kind of BS. It's like a message to the players. Like, Hey, we're calling you guys out. And right. the, the interesting thing is it's, you, if you talk to kind of the player agent side, people, they're like it's not even our guys it's the teams it's the it's the trainers it's the coaches right. it's, it's right. so it's like not even the, the players so everybody's pointing fingers but the interesting the biggest interesting thing about everything that's going on is you have media companies that are going out of business left and right and and, and they're big ones and i don't know what the heck's going on outside the studio but you guys were all just a i don't know if you guys got to hear that but i did I've got a whole different thing outside of my studio. Oh yeah, you, you got a couple yeah, little monsters like out there. Like a drag race going on down. I, for what for what's worth, I can't hear yours. If you can't hear my um, maladjusted member of society, we'll just go with that. Okay. Um, then I think we're just all talking about nothing here. Um, but this, like, media companies that are going down and streaming, kind of like breaking up the media market. You got big companies like NBC, CBS, Fox, all down the line. New York Times, The Athletic, Sports Illustrated. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. The entire media market appears to be fracturing, mm -hmm. not just in sports, but just like everywhere. Right. And so like if you're the league, maybe five, ten years ago, you were like, hey, we could get hit by a nuke and we'll be fine. I think there's real concern at probably every league except the NFL right now that sure. like we are one bad move from kind of putting ourselves way down the chain. Oh, and definitely. So, like, 
that's I mean, another show. Baseball has been battling it for a long time. They, they are. It's like they just got out of it a little, huh? They, yeah, they're very conscious of it, and that's why they added all you know with the with the pitch clock and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's yeah, pretty this, existential for them, I would say. Yeah, th- this is not the the NBA. I mean, they, yeah, they do have to be careful here. And um, I think you look at okay, a great situation is just look at the Clippers right now. Like, what is different about Kawhi Leonard this year? You tell me he's not he's not sore at all. He's oh. played like every he's played like every game, you know. There, and then you know, like what he's he's older, so I doubt that he feels that he feels a lot better than he's felt the last few years. I think he's just decided he's going to play because this load management thing hadn't worked or out. Or it's a kind of a it's a it's a symbiotic thing. It's like I think players. I mean, this comes into my fantasy analysis all the time, where I'm like. Okay, guy that's never played more than 60 games per year. You know, you're 27, you're 28, you're 29 now. And are you tired of just playing 40 games all year? Like, yeah, you got a bad body, right? You got these risks. But eventually that player or the team, maybe the contract situation, whatever it's going on in the back, in the background, like they get tired of waiting. Like collectively, it's like, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. Let's go for it. And then you see... That's maybe what's going on with Kawhi. I don't know for sure. Um, and sometimes it feels like it's actually just a vibes thing. You know, it's like you've got a team that's kind of going nowhere, and these guys are like, I-, I ain't going all out for that. Like, I'll just, you know, sit every back-to-back there ever was. <laughs> right. it's, like, it's like Donovan Mitchell, I think, sat the first game back last night like the the 10 days and you were in the all-star game <laughs> wasn't enough for you huh wasn't enough wasn't enough and I, it's like i don't want anybody to get hurt you know like if you got a bad hammy you got a bad hammy but but that that's the thing is like it, it's <laughs> this is this idea that you you should be feeling perfect is mm. where the, where you know that's where the the sports scientist people have have got them and it's a good deal for the players because look the less the less hurt you are that you can get that third and fourth contract. That's, I mean, you know, you can get that big money down the road. You know, if you're only playing 50 games a I, year, I think guys. I mean, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus like without knowing, like being their doctor, basically. Right. Um, you know, these younger guys that are kind of borderline elite or elite that you see them taking multiple games off. You know, 68 games played in a year that kind of stuff I, every time I see it and there's not a, like an obvious you know injury situation going on right. I'm thinking like yeah you're going for that third contract yeah. it, it just kind of adds up but yeah. the, the, the the kind of the last word on this I think the league has kind of been known for how they market their their players you know they get a lot of credit for you know kind of making stars out of their players and, sure. Absolutely. and, and you know other leagues that you just don't have that Great. Like, I think this, the way that this product, tons of conversation getting aimed at like the Charles and the Kenny's and the, you know, inside the NBA or NBA or ESPN and everybody kind of hating on the league at all times. And, and I kind of get that. It's like, yeah, if you don't talk about your product well, like why would anybody else talk about it? But I kind of feel like everybody's getting at the same issue, maybe just from a different angle. It's like, yeah something needs to be done or changed. Um, but the way it's marketed at that level, maybe there needs to be a change there. I, I think down at the, the, the team level, you know, you're giving these teams control of their broadcasts and maybe that's the only way that it can be done. Right. Like yeah. financially, but 
I watch a lot of basketball. I watch a lot of different broadcasts out there. And it's just kind of low rent. You know, it's, it's like, I, I mean, NFL games, you know, granted they're marketed by, you know, the bigger corporations and the league has a lot of input and a lot of control there. Like it feels, and yeah, it's one game out of 17 or 18 or whatever they're playing in the NFL these days, but it's like, it feels more like an event, like a Thunder Rockets game, like feels like practically like local, you know, access right. TVs putting it on. Right, right, right. And, and then the, the, the people they're hiring to cover these games, you know, are like kind of embarrassingly homerific. Oh um, gosh, it's terrible. It, it and, just and, it's, and, it's a low rent product, you know. And another and another thing too is they're not they're they're too afraid to take risks, you know. Like, you know, they, I mean, how many Laker how many Laker games is TNT going to have? Mm. They're a playing team. They're slow. They're not enjoyable to watch. You you want to market your people? Get Minnesota on TV. I want to see uh, Edwards. You know, yeah. I want I want to see Shea Gildress Alexander. Stop being afraid of your small market teams that have these just studs, and and just giving us the same retread of the big market teams that you don't know who's going to play in the first place, and all the old and all the stars are aging. You know, like like they they need they're that's that they're doing to themselves. it it feels like somebody who's got that job might have that job for a bad reason right whoever's pulling the strings on that and it's just long-term short-term thinking you know yeah they're they're like something about the upcoming tv deal and something about and and who knows maybe that's the the driver for it they're just scared you know that the tv money is just gonna fall out and that's what's happening everywhere is the tv money is just evaporating when mark cuban left the nba more or less you know that was a big sign for people like you know maybe he's done with that whole trajectory of the experience you know he's getting up there in age but eh, it kind of doesn't really look like he is avoiding money you know these days or 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 wants to not be involved with this kind of thing he's not like you know i hate this and and then he's out so that's where it stands um still an amazing game with an amazing following and just you know some people that are screwing it up at the top let's get a question answered how do you feel about them bucks Ooh, um, uh, not good when they made the coaching change. Um, and then I started to kind of look a little more into them, you know, like the, the Bucks for the last few years have made some, you know, since they won, I think they've made some interesting decisions. You know, I think they probably, I think probably Budenholzer should still be there. You know, I thought that the handling of, you know, him with the, you know, the death of his brother, you know, I thought maybe they should have forced him to not coach, you mm. know, it's interesting. And, you know, and I, and I think that that just spiraled into them. They fired him. Then they bring in Griffin. They don't even give him a chance. And what really is disturbing is their whole, like throwing him under the bus about the defense. Like mm. in, in my opinion, Drew Holiday is the best perimeter defender in the league. You got rid of him, and you got rid of Grayson Allen, another good defender. He's looking you, real good. 
and you brought in one of the absolute worst defenders in the league in Damian Lillard. Like, that had to be part of your calculation. Your calculation wasn't that the defense was going to stay the same. Your, the calculation was your defense was going to get a hell of a lot worse, but you had a guy that can go off for 40 any given night, and it's not going to matter, and he's never played with a player like Giannis. They're acting like they're acting like the first day of training camp where they look at Damian Lillard, they're like, yeah, we're definitely going to be hanging our hat on defense. And Adrian Griffin just doesn't know what he's doing. Dame's dodged the, the bad defense thing really, really well in his so career. He's terrible at it. He's, like he's, he's not only terrible, he's disinterested. He's disinterested. Like it's offensively Absolutely. disinterested. Like Absolutely. I, it's one thing when you're like really, really, really good on offense. You know, like right. I don't know if he's really, really good on offense anymore. I mean he's uh, really, year. really good, but like he's not like five reallys. He's no. he's like two reallys. And, two and a half reallys. And he doesn't like nobody's afraid of him getting a paint touch. Really. You know, like he yeah. can get to the paint. He does good things when he gets to the paint. But I just don't see teams fearing. They're just going to run him off the line, you know. And if he's not doing enough when he's in there to gash, you know, uh, you see these great players. They, you know, I'll avoid names so we don't go down the rabbit holes with them. But like, you know, great elite offensive players. They get into the middle, and all of a sudden, the defense's heads are spinning because they're like so afraid that that just happened. It's going right. to happen all game long. We got to do something about it. It's like Dame turns the corner and that's ah, okay. Yeah. It's fine. Um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, well, and then the, also, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pin something to the front end of it because like Chris Middleton, like, I don't know how you pay Chris Middleton the money they paid him. Like I, I just, I, there was too much Intel going into that to know that he was not right physically. Um, so my question is this, do you think Giannis is playing GM and it's to the detriment of the team? Yeah. I mean, the brothers on the team, that guy can't even catch the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I mean, <laughs> that dude's terrible. I can't, like, you know, if I had to burn a roster spot for vibes, I would consider it. Yeah, I mean, he's like, a nice fellow. What, he what, seems, he's, he's active. I what mean, if it became a thing that every team like had a guy or anybody sure. really for that matter that's just a vibes person great. like they cannot yeah. hold a basketball <laughs> so, but the vibes I mean, are immaculate but I, I you know i think some of these dudes when they like it's kind of a weird thing like these players that that try to dip into the like into the i'm gonna run the organization thing they it's like they have no idea. Like, they're so dedicated to basketball and their craft. They really have no idea about the business. Like, you can't just, like, go get it. Like, we need more scoring. Okay, great. Like, you have to give something up. I don't think in his heart of hearts, Giannis really wanted to get rid of Drew Holiday. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really don't, I really don't think that that was Well, the, you know, Drew kind of played himself out of that place. That's another question I, that I have. Like, was he sick of it? I, I don't, just, I don't, his play in that in, in the last playoff run was it just was unrecognizable. I, yeah, I mean, I don't. There's think a lot was, going on. It could, I don't think he was purposely doing it. I think no, 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 not like that. But just your I, heart's I, not in it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, things like I think the Middleton piece is without the, everybody. The, the team was structured very well, and everybody's job was very apparent 
and clear. And with Middleton just not just being an absolute shell of himself, it's it's really I think kind of threw everything out of whack. And so I, I don't I just don't think that in that role, like. Well, they lost big. I don't think the scoring that they needed to get from Drew, I don't think that he was capable because Middleton was so bad. You know, like. You made a great point earlier. Like, Grayson Allen, he looks great. Like, in Phoenix, like, you can't afford to lose a Middleton and then also just lose on a Grayson Allen. Yeah. Like. I mean, yeah. Say what you want. You can say whatever you want about Grayson Allen. That dude's a pro. Right? He's also got snap. Like, he's. He moves quick. He's got good oh, athleticism. He's a, like absolutely, he's, absolutely, he makes good plays. Like he's he's a yeah. he's he looks like Ted Cruz. I mean, come on, like yeah. athletic Ted Cruz. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think that you know, Giannis. You know, he's he's been you know making all the comments and get he playing starting to play the media game and all that, and it's not. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like none of these, it's not like these guys go out and they like watch a bunch of film on who's the 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 new thing in in uh, coming over from Europe, or they're sitting there like you know watching all these this college tape or whatever. You know they go in, they go to like the Olympics or something. They have fun with a guy mm-hmm. in a in a in a summer camp environment, and then they go, I want to play with him. It's going to be great. And then, then when the real world hits them in an well, NBA life, it's not so great. Or and then, take the guy that know? talks the best trash. Yeah. Like, 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 I mean, I'll use Bobby Portis as an example. I actually like Bobby. I think he's doing fine in his role. But, like, I think he gets an amazing boost by, like, players are like, I think Bobby might hit me. Or right. Bobby talks an amazing trash game. Like, he's 50 times better than, you know, we would have previously thought. Right. It's it's uh it, it's interesting because Giannis has avoided that label in the media, but I don't know that he's going to avoid it for that much longer. No, the, uh, people yeah. are are really going to hone in here. But nobody's nobody's backing off the Bucks. I mean, I forget the market. You know, is uh, they're at some number. I forget what the number. It's it's like a top three. You know, maybe to yeah. to win it all. I think I think the hope. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of games to not have, have some sort of identity, you know, if you're them. Like, they still don't seem to really know. Because how long has Dame, was Dame out for? Uh, about I two, mean, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. not. I mean, we're talking 50 games in, and they still look like they don't know what the other guy likes to do. Well, you, know you got I the mean? Giannis problem there. I mean. Yeah, it, it, so it's, it's really just – I don't see how they can. I mean, they, they like. I think we both agree that Grayson Allen is a much better player than Patrick Beverly at this oh. point, right? It's not <laughs> even close. Not even a discussion. <laughs> it's not even close, and they're they're so desperate. They tried to make this last Pat Beverly move seem like this was the like solving of all their problems. Like, well, okay, and then you get to Doc Rivers. I mean, like that in of itself is a discussion. I, I mean, that guy's like, lost more three and one leads than like most coaches of all time have ever been in playoff series. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, and I'm. I mean, like, I still think he's a good coach. I just don't. Inter- I mean, like, you interviewed Doctor Rivers, didn't you? I mean, like, they interviewed him. <laughs> they, there's and there's the way that that all went down that people are pretty like, you know, Doc's kind of breaking some coaching code with the way that he's talking with them 
you know, well, Adrian's got the job. That's yeah, iffy. That, that's... You got to know the details to to declare a winner or a loser in that whole conversation. But but I think I think that you know is a very like why would he think that this was gonna like why would you want to go to an organization that is gonna do that to Adrian Griffin? Well, that's I mean, and and the Bucks. That's what I don't understand. Like if you if you're Doc Rivers and say what you want about the three ones, he's he can find a job. Why would that be the place when you when you're seeing what they they what they're doing to this guy? (laughs) I think for Doc, he's like I get a shot at a championship. You know, like he doesn't probably think he's going to get one of those. I, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, but I mean, but to me, like mid-season, I mean, I couldn't imagine. Even if they wanted to fight, I mean, who who's the other experience? Like, who's the main assistant on that squad? I mean, you don't know anything about these guys, and you're coming in mid-season. I just don't see how that could. Has that ever been done before? Where a team is like even got out of the first round that's going to bring in a whole like guys get fired but like bring in somebody completely different that says he didn't hire any of these guys they don't know any of these guys like just like the idea of it is so silly to me that's that speaks to how bad it must have been in there like i i bet there was like flat out hatred between yeah 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 like because you're right i mean there's just a lot going on. You, you you have to do something good with these two stars this year. This year. I mean, like something really good, like conference finals at least. And, you know, look like everything's going well in the process. Lose to a better team or something, you know, like. Right. You, you, you can't go down this path of like maybe losing to, you know, right now they'd play the Pacers in right. round one you know, lose the Pacers, that would be an instant questioning of where does Giannis play next and where does, you know, Lillard play next and are they leaving Milwaukee? And that is the plight of the small market, I guess, is the fear that somebody's going to fly away. Um, you got new owners there. Um, you know, they got really lucky with the Giannis pick and it worked out really well. They have a championship so they can kind of say whatever, you know, hey, we did it. Um, but they are new and I would bet without being completely on the ground there that there's just a lot of new owner stank going on with allowing the decision making to occur like this Um, you know the smaller the market the more desperate they are the more they'll let stars run the franchise right it's and it it, always works out and it always works out so well And then you got Boston, you know, let's, let's shift over to Boston. So you get like Brad Stevens is like, no, I mean, I'm not flying every day anymore. I'm just right. going to be a GM. And right. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe he knows a thing or two about which job's better. Right. And uh, Missoula, you know, you were right all over it, I think, from day one about that being a, a weak spot for them last year. Uh, with Missoula? Yeah. And this year, I mean, 44 and 12, they just are so dominant roster-wise that I don't know if we could measure Missoula, really, without getting into the nitty-gritty of you know, certain days and games and play types and, you know, such. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's still, you know, really learning. I think that he has probably 
you know, Stevens would know. I think that he probably has the like the intangibles, you know, but like they did not expect him to be a coach. I mean, he just wasn't qualified. Um, but I think because he has the intangibles and they needed some stability, they're keeping him along. And yeah, their roster is, you know, they got a lot of two way guys. They got a lot of guys that do their job and <laughs> I, play hard. And they're kind of perfect. I mean, yeah. it's I, Derek White, you know, right now I have Derek White on every single fantasy team out of like 30 teams. So I just get a little soapboxy here about Derek White, but like he's that guy. Like he just really got good at shooting, you know, and having played the right way all those years, you're kind of getting a a kind of perfectly conceptualized player. You know, he plays defense, he plays offense. He's really good at both. You know, right, right next door you got Drew Holiday. That's as good as it really gets. Right. In terms of defensive backcourts. And then, oh, by the way, the forwards behind them are very good as well. So right. um, I, I don't know how these guys lose. Denver, maybe, you know, it's problematic because they're a little thin, the, the frontliners. You're going to ask yeah, Al Horford to come in, and I don't think he can cover. Yeah, I think Denver is a big problem for them. But, you know, that's down the road. Um because I just think Nicola could go. I mean, he's one of those dudes that can really raise everybody. You know, um, you're gonna need to because the, the defensive they, equation against some of those, like you know, the Jamal Murrays, the who I think will be just fine. Um, but like KCP, Michael Porter, you know, those kinds of guys. You know, you get like Jalen Brown locked up on you. You're gonna need a. You're gonna need a screen. You're gonna need some help, right? But then you got. I mean, their size is so crazy too. I mean, J- Jalen Brown and I really. I, I love Jalen Brown, but like, I, Porter Jr. to me is doing a way better job of of using his size. He kind of like it. Kind of clicked for him in the playoffs, and he's really active. He gets his hands on a lot of balls. He crashes. Is Jalen Brown gonna be like? that focused enough or are they is he going to be like i can't leak out right now because and michael porter jr is crashing that's, the glass well and time. aaron gordon and gordon is just yeah gordon to me is like it i used to be really down on gordon and he used yes. to try to be a point guard <laughs> yeah 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 you know and it's actually it's like man thank god he tried to become a point guard all those years in orlando because <laughs> like now all those skills they just show up so well in Denver, right. and he like, he just stands there in the dunker spot and just gets easy right. dunks. Like, uh, and it's not like he's bad or anything. He's like really creative in how he gets down there and, and uses his body and just destroys teams. Yeah, the size thing. Yeah, I, so I, I would have a hard time like going big on Boston over Denver, um, especially <laughs> given the the brains on the uh, Denver side. Just they've been there, they've won. Yeah. They, they know how to play off Nicola. Like and I think Jamal Murray's crazy good. You yeah, know? I mean that now obviously when you have a, a, a Drew Holiday that helps um in the um Jamal Murray situation. Um I think I mean it'd be a good series. I wouldn't I would not gonna say I'd be shocked if Boston was to beat um They're still on Denver over Boston. I am. I mean, what do you do? You think uh, so? Do you think uh, Philly has any chance 
if uh, Embiid uh, comes back perfectly healthy. I I mean I like actually some of the things they did. I think they got you know Buddy healed for nothing. You yeah, know? like he's <laughs> say what you want to about Buddy. I've heard it all. Like he has no fear of shooting. He's very good at shooting, yeah. and the other stuff he's better at it than what you hear. And right. so that was just a big win. Um, I like the dynamic there with uh, Melton. Uh, Maxie's obviously when yeah. paired with Embiid, very very good. Right. Without Embiid, I think he's getting kind of exposed a little bit for needing too high high difficulty of shots. You know, it's too many of them are high difficulty, and uh, so it's just not consistent. Yeah, the way it was with was with a beat around, he was like a threat to go for forty five any given night. Right. Um, I don't. I. I. I it's going to be tough, like to bring that kind of a piece back, and and just his conditioning alone. Sure. Like I. I don't know. I, I. But there's. I mean, Cleveland and New York are interesting. I don't think Indy's got a chance. Cleveland, that really intrigues me. They're they are winning really long and just. They're interesting. <laughs> I was a Max Struess guy when Max Struess was like barely in the NBA. And I like rode that wave to D league celebrity status. And, uh, then when he got signed by Cleveland, I got off the train. I was like, ah, his knee, he's not going to do it. He's been great. Like, yeah, he's, he's whenever one, but one of their main guys like Garland or, or uh, Mitchell are out, he just gets like six or seven assists a game and plays the right way. He's got punch athletically still. You're, you hate Jared Allen, right? I <laughs> uh, hate. I was definitely found outside his house booing him as he took his trash to the curb. <laughs> no, I uh, I just thought athletically he's he's gonna dip down, but numerically, well, now he's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's fine now. I I, I don't <laughs> think there's a change. I'll put it this way. <laughs> I don't have a change in my my. Uh, projection or assessment for him i think it was good for him to get the stats while evan mobley was out and but at the same time you know credit him he's he didn't fall off the way that i thought he would immediately fall off but if anything i think he's put more tread on the tires right now that's fine uh, yeah i'm just talking about now uh i just like that that length back there and i think it allows guys like you know who's the kid the, the guy who's never healthy, like oh. Karis Levert. Yeah, Oliverty. He can score, you know, and he's just a he can get played off the the floor at times, but not really with those guys back there. You know, like those guys cover so much ground, and they're so long. He's great in the passing lanes, Levert. Well, yeah, I mean, that's it's it's to the detriment sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. But I'm just talking about like where you, you know, when you might when, when he's rolling, sometimes he's just giving it right back. Cleveland's so dangerous, on the field. like flat out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if New York was a good or a bad matchup for them. Like, because anytime I think New York, I think Julius Randle and I go, no team with Julius Randle could ever be good. Like how how. <laughs> But yeah, that series is weird. I I, I wonder. I, I feel like something was going on. Yeah, no, Cleveland's just, mental toughness came into came into play. Yeah, and, and and that is actually something that you can get better at. Sure. That, yeah. That is, that is not something that like 
you're just soft and you just stay the way. Sometimes you have to go through it because they just crumbled. I mean, they, I can't like New York wasn't that much better. than that. They had the Josh Hart's, the Hartenstein's, like the Tibbs. Like I say whatever you want about Tibbs. His teams will like gnaw That's through their own leg to get to the court. And right. like there's something about that that, you know, wins over team ownership it wins over you know gms it wins over players players love playing for tibbs yeah um and it, and it, and it helps it helps at the end of the season when everyone's tired the being just tough you know <laughs> setting hard ass screens and but do they make it to the finals <laughs> no absolutely not. i mean uh well and the thing about new york too is like i think this injury for randall really finally probably hopefully you just never know solidifies that the team is Jalen Brunson's team and not Julius Randle's team. And well, RJ Barrett's he, gone as well. He might be the only one that doesn't know that. I mean, well, I, that's, that's I, the I, thing with New York. I, that's been so crazy is it's like, he's been so objectively bad out there, like decision-making wise. And they just let it happen. Like nobody steps in and says, Hey, Julius, don't go one on five and fling up a you know hook shot with your, your eyebrow or whatever it's uh anyway new york cleveland these are the two teams on the periphery that at least give me like question you know like could they make some noise against the boston or milwaukee and um i guess they're both kind of wait and see i i'm not probably taking cleveland might be an interesting value but i don't know like i don't know i think i think a lot i think that both of those teams have a real good shot against milwaukee Oh yeah, because Middleton is like a folding chair right now. He can't move. He can't can't stay in front of anybody. My you only know? question it, with Milwaukee actually is: Does the combination of these two things happen? Where you get Giannis can't be covered for whatever reason, like you mm-hmm. know, name your reason. It just happens, and and Lillard goes nuclear. Like those two things happening at the same time. I I don't know. I'm just surprised that it's like I thought that Giannis would have the ball way less. Hmm. Like I I thought he would go more into energizer bunny mode when they're on the floor together, just clean glass, you know, you know, screen and roll, roll hard to the rim. It's still it's almost like it's like they need to lose before he'll like let go. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, he's like so set on proving that he can play this way, and I think that that's really the detriment because he's Dame needs the ball and Dame needs to be making the big decisions. You know, like obviously there's going to be times where Giannis will. I don't. I mean, like yeah, if Giannis gets the you know gets the rebound and he wants to go and push that's fine that's great let dame could get out and in the get out in the the wing and get an open three but i think the half court i assumed was going to be dame's stuff it was going to be all dame screen and rolling with Giannis and Giannis just getting easy buckets or they're just being wide open jumpers for because he's going to be crashing hard and it just seems like it's it's being this way that Giannis wants to play is just really like Dame can only play one way. <laughs> Gian, Giannis can be well, maybe just, Giannis can uh, only play one way. The Jason Kidd inspired point guard Giannis. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, no, that's not true. <laughs> no, no, he can play a different way, but like, yeah, he, he, it just seems your like point is that the- actually there is no other way to deploy Lillard. Like, if you if you don't exactly. put him on the ball and give him the big decisions, you're kind of just putting one of the league's worstish defenders out there and not so, taking advantage of the offense and not taking advantage of it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's shift over to the West because I, I, I honestly we could have led with the West. We could have talked about the West an entire show, and it would have been to me personally like fascinating. You've got the Warriors and Lakers at the nine and ten plan. My, <laughs> my kingdom to let that just finish that way. You know, I'm a Warriors fan in a past lifetime, so I would have fun with that. Um, then you get seven and eight, Phoenix and Sac. Um, but before like kind of like getting into like standings or anything like that, like. The two teams that I definitely don't want to not talk about are Minnesota and OKC. Yeah. And then I'll just say it five and six, New Orleans and Dallas. Like to me, they represent teams that, like, we can't just summarily discount them from something in the West. Like maybe we lower the bar to like the Western Conference finals or something. Sure. Like they have high end talent that theoretically can't be covered if you're talking zion if you're talking dallas you know luca's going crazy every night and and Kyrie's kind of going crazy right next to them and they're not really i mean they're 33 and 23 so they're not really losing much um so yeah i mean they're just apparently stacked from one to ten here when you look at this yeah. west what's like the very first thing that pops out at you what's the the tasty meatball of the western conference um, I think that the teams that I think the te- um, you know, the Lakers and the Warriors and the Suns, you know, when you're going to go that top heavy with guys this old, I think, you know, you're seeing what happens like a, a year makes a big difference. Two years makes a big difference. You know, and the Pelicans, I mean, we've been on the Pelicans for a while. We've just been waiting for for Zion to come join the party. So now he's here. Um, I still, they might be that. We'll see what he does in the playoffs. I still think that everybody gets playoff jitters and he could, you know, do some interesting, you know, decision-making when it comes to offensive basketball sometimes. Um, But, you know, those two teams, I don't think that they have any shot against, you know, Denver but against, but I think they'll make it very, very difficult for the the Warriors and the Lakers and stuff. Like I, I just, they those teams are just they're so inconsistent and slow and old, and it's just it's just going to be tough. And then like like Sack, I'm I'm shocked at Sack. I, I couldn't believe that they're that they have the record that they have. I In terms were, of, do you think it would, it should be way better? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think well, I, as, I think I picked them to be my number one seed in the West. Well, what's crazy is um, I forget the number that they had to hit. It was like 43 wins or something in Vegas. Like some yeah. stupid low number. I didn't think they were. I think we talked about this on the show. I didn't think they were going to win 60 games or anything. But it was like, yeah, I think they're going to be a plus 500 team. <laughs> right. These kicks, a lot of, I mean, there were some people that were taking them as the number one team in the, the West record wise. Right. I think Michael Wilbon did that on air. Um, but a lot of people were thinking, yeah, these guys could make a run. Um, you know, 
I, I think teams are getting up for the Kings now. Like mm-hmm. that's a big thing that the kind of is a phenomena we see across the league every year is the team that was good for the first time now gets actual. And it was really, it was, it was, a fun, it was fun. You know, I think last year I was more of an analyst of the team than I am this year. I've probably watched two thirds of the games this year and, um, you know, done it under some extenuating circumstances. Last year I was pretty locked in and, and saying to everybody, Hey guys, when they try a little harder, it's going to be different. Like wasn't a very popular message. Um, <laughs> as is most messages about the Kings. Um, yeah, I mean, and then Fox, one thing that's interesting about Fox in the first 20, 30 games, he looked as good as any time in his career, but they, they went to the well so many times with him. Like he yeah. was just constantly, every time they needed a big bucket, every time they needed something like, here he goes crashing through the lane. It looks like he's been playing through some sort of a shoulder thing. And yeah. a player just dips all of a sudden. And, um, you know, there you go. They're dangerous, that's for sure, at eight. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about the Sabonis issue at length, and, and, and I yeah, think that's, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's another thing, and we, and we both, I mean, you know, it it fit. it. The Sabonis trade, like to me, the, whoever gets the better player wins the trade. So as the, Zabonis's skill set made it look really great, and it still mm-hmm. and it fits, but, you know, there's no question that Halliburton, it's not even like it's, <laughs> Halliburton's so much better than him. It's you it's know, pretty it's, it's rough. It's really rough because like if you like hear the the local chatter on this stuff, yeah. it's like they they annihilated the trade, and then they kind of go into a both teams won the trade perspective yeah, to yeah, kind of like yeah. try to balance it out. But then they're like, <laughs> they annihilated them. Look at that. They can't win a game in Indy. You know, like just going in on the trade like they won, and then they'll back off and they're like, oh, both teams won. Yeah, uh, that seems yeah. reasonable and wait till next year right like it's gonna be so bad next year the differences between the two players um right Tyrese adds uh, he added athleticism this year and he added like a little bit more shakeability wiggle like it's just fun to watch yeah there's nothing and that's that's what they were so quick on that I think because they were desperate and it's there's nothing wrong I, I appreciate going for it and trying to get your team to new spots and the fans there are so great but like they're like these guys can't play together it's like dude the guy just got in the league two minutes ago that one just give blows a, my give mind him a second. give like, him a second like I, I, I did like a little thought exercise with people it was like what two guards do you think would play together well Right. You know, like, like, let's go down the top guards list. Do you say that the top number one guard can't play with the number two guard because, like, they're just stupid or something? Like, right. They can't <laughs> mentally figure this out. Seriously. And people are like, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's like, like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, yeah there's a, a statistical give and take for players dependent upon who they play with. Like, I deal in that every day. Right. Like you're 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 just saying these two guys are dumb. <laughs> basically, the, the guys that you slobber all over during the broadcast all day long. Like you're also saying they're dumb. Like yeah. they can't handle but, this simple task of passing the ball back and forth. These dudes another. would have never drafted if they were in, in Detroit in the '80s. They would have never drafted Joe Dumars. They'd have been like, "Oh, these guys are gonna play together." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <you're> crazy. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty. Good. It's but you know, 
that's part of the whole like small market, how they sell the teams to the locals kind of thing that's going on. And there's that, that the, the temperature in Sacramento is like there are 32 games. They're ahead of last year's pace or whatever, or it's close. They're right. angry. Like yeah. they almost lost um, last night to the Spurs and you could just feel the tension. <laughs> like, <laughs> like somebody's getting fired. Mike Brown's getting fired. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think Mike Brown is actually, I, I'm so impressed with him as a coach. Like he's trying to find the perfect defense that can like cover up the Sabonis issue. And he's just not going to get it. Um, but he's tried everything. <laughs> he's thrown the, the kitchen sink at this whole thing. You know, you got to have the whole team on a string and it's got to be perfect. If one guy's not perfect, then it falls apart. Um, but yeah, the Kings are, are interesting, but like, okay. All right, Denver, we know about Denver. And then with like New Orleans and Dallas, we can say, all right, if they come to play, they're dangerous. And Phoenix, it's like the three guys, when they're healthy together, you know, they've been pretty good. They're a threat. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. a threat. Everybody's a threat. Everybody's a threat. But at the yeah. top of this thing, you got a team that you and me personally, just like they were our personal punching bag for a full year in Minnesota. Or at least I'll speak for myself. I, I know that I made as many Rudy Gobert first round pick draft, you know, jokes. Oh, sure. Yeah. As, yeah. as ever, ever could be made. And um, I'm not really backing off that so much to the extent that like. I think that they made an amazingly smart decision to bring in Mike Conley and Anthony Edwards is that dude. Yeah. These two things together have made it possible for that really kind of ridiculous front court to yeah. make any sense. And, and right. you add like a Jalen McDaniels to the mix and he's had a bad year and he's been injured. So he hasn't really been that good, but like he's a elite defender, you know, right. they're there that when, when you can get away with the configuration because everybody else is so damn good. Right. Like that, that makes sense to me. Um, so I'd be curious how they, I mean, Conley went out a couple games and then they did predictably lose like right, right off the bat. Um, I, I mean, where are you at with I, them? I, I think that they, they've done a good job. I think their coach is doing a really good job to me. I just feel that right now you sell high and if you can get a taker in the off season for for Cat, you get him the hell out of there and get you know whatever you can. Because I just, just that reset. dude is he's just so unpredictable. He still doesn't rebound. I mean, he just he's he's just like if you're gonna have a guy as good as um, as good as Edwards, like let there be no let there be no question like why have a guy hit eight in a row and then you got this other dude that plays when he wants you know just deciding to take a couple of fadeaway threes <laughs> just for the sake of doing it you know like just get it just get it out of there get in, get some more get a couple of two or three and d guys and you know, to me, I, I I know it's it's been okay right now, but I, I don't I just don't trust. Him. I might be proven wrong. I I just don't trust him in the playoffs. There's also the factor of I think the league did kind of ease up on Minnesota, like just in general, like not a marquee team going through hell. Right. There's a little bit of that factor. I'd, I'd be curious to see what the split ends up. You know, they're 39 and 16 right now. What is that first half of the year, second half of the year split? What does that look like? Um, I mean, if they stay healthy, like, let me quickly add this. Rudy Gobert, I think, might have gotten the memo on 
leaning out, like not going for the muscle. Like a couple last yeah. three, four years, I, I've really just like I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I get it. You're you're trying to be bigger than everybody else, but it's not working in the playoffs. No, he's way bouncier this year. He's just like more fluid and less plotty. Um, and maybe I mean when the, when the reality's staring, it's like, hey, you two bigs are playing thirty minutes together. One of y'all gotta get in shape. <laughs> 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 It wasn't Cat. When I saw Cat on day one, I was like, nope. <laughs> Same old Cat, different different year. Because um, I was wondering, it, it might have been him, right? Like, you're going to play right. a lot of four. You're going to, you know, need to be out there on the perimeter, but it wasn't you. It was Gobert. Um, so, okay, they're healthy, right? Like, you got a smart Mike Conley, you know, running the squad. Right. I wouldn't rule him out of any series. I, I, I no, mean, no. They, I mean, I, I'd like to be proven wrong on him. I just, you know, when you, so where are we at? So let's just say, right now they'd get the Kings if the Kings shook the out Kings in the eighth it. slot after the play-in. Right. So that could be a tough one. That could be uh, tough for them. I, I, the way you beat the Kings is you just have athletes that can handle making De'Aaron Fox less effective. The minute you do that, I think the Kings are out. Like, especially this year, because their depth has really suffered. Like, yeah, that's true. They're that they're just true. like slower, not as good. Like across the board, you know, have had issues with the depth. And um, Keegan is amazing. Love Keegan. They just haven't figured out how to kind of like consistently turn him on. So, right, you you're you're really, especially against like Gobert and even Cat. Like, if the, if Sabonis can't dislodge you. He's got nothing. Right. Like the minute that part gets fixed, then all the pump fakes go away. Everything becomes less efficient. And we saw that in the playoffs last year. Um, but Minnesota, like I'm not going to knock them out against any team. Um, like say they've got no chance in a series. So I guess that sure. in, in of itself is very, very, uh, so it speaks well of them. How about this? Because if I can't rule out Minnesota against any team, and we're really, we're really quite literally looking at, you know, you've got a couple teams with some super high-end talent, Denver being one of them, the Clippers probably being one of them. Um, and then if you want to take Phoenix and maybe even like the the old war horses of years past in the Lakers and Golden State, and you say anybody's got a chance against anybody, that's great. Oklahoma City. Yeah. They, they are... So, like, if you haven't seen Shea Gilgis-Alexander play because they only put the Lakers and <laughs> the Knicks on, on TNT, Shea Gilgis-Alexander right. might be the most uncoverable player in the league. Yeah, he's good. Like, he's real, yeah. <laughs> and he's good for all the right reasons. Yeah. I was, some, uh, another guy that went to go watch them play the Warriors and it was the game where Chet hit that like turnaround or whatever, and I was like, and he was like, and all he could talk about was Chet over, to, and he had a good game. I think he had like thirty, but like Shea had like forty six. He didn't mention it at all. Right. And you were there. You were there, bro. You that's a that's a quiet forty six. <laughs> that's actually it's it's kind of like you know when I watch Wemby, you know, and he does these crazy things. Yeah. I'm like kind of like I don't want to say bored by it because I'm not, but I'm kind of like that's unfair. You're playing against your little brothers. Like 
that kind of vibe kicks in. It's the same thing with Shay where he like just puts somebody in the blender and like, just kind of like slows down and waits for them to catch up. I'll take the foul and one and a nice little easy layup. That's like, that doesn't even require any effort. He does that 10 times in a game. Yeah. And you kind of get bored with it. You're just yeah. like, well, he, he beat him again. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and uh, I mean, shooting like around 10 free throws a game. You know, nobody, nobody, I, maybe this is true. I don't know. Cause he's maybe a little bit of a foul whore, but like, nobody's like, oh, that's Shea Gilgis Alexander. You always looking for a whistle, you know, it's just no quietly, amazingly just, dominant. I mean, he takes good angles. He attacks the guy's shoulder. You know, he's not afraid of like, there's so many, like, especially it's kind of weird now. Cause I think it, it's. Guys are do not do enough straight line dribbling, you know. Oh, once they on. get just uh, just get a little edge, and I think it's because you're not allowed to touch. Since you're not allowed to grab people, you have way more opportunity to to, get, to shake them, you know. And he still he gives his shake or whatever, but he's not gonna like go around the like. You know, he's not going to become Magellan on his way to the, the basket. Mm. He's going to he's going to go and he's going to get his contact and he's going to make his little floater after you after he like, you know, you clipped him a little bit. And like he's just not a, he's he's a little bit. I want to say he's old school, but it's just like a score man, like a, like a, a old 80s school score mentality a little bit. You know, he's not just going to like settle he's not trying he doesn't need to get super far you know clean he could he could still he could work in a lot of traffic and with some contact so um a lot of guys they like you, you'll watch there it's kind of heating up and and then they'll try a shot that's like completely off their you know their playlist they're like oh, i'll try right. this now right like the guys that i think you're talking about with shay like they they know they've got like a b decisions that they're forcing a defender into and like right. the minute the defender is like, oh, I'm going to try A now, you know, like B's not working. I'm going to flip to A. Right. So guys like Shay are like, oh, now we're going to go with B. And, yeah. you know, just that off balance stuff. It's it's beautiful to watch. Um, OK, so playoffs, more more um, clutching and grabbing. Like, theoretically, some of these big high end teams are not big, but like a Clippers that's got a lot of wing defenders they can throw at Shay. Right. Like. Is this where we see them start to fall off? Um, I mean, we can call them young. We can, you know, start to pick them apart that way. But, you know, Chet's good. He's real good. Yeah. Jalen Williams is really good. Um, Dort has playoff experience. And he's one of those guys that if you've got a a great wing scorer, you don't want to see Dort. No, that dude. <laughs> He's gonna just be in your pocket all all series long. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's like a tank, bro. <laughs> he, he, he's good, he's, man. He's a solid <laughs> dude. I, he's like he's kind of like a I want to say like a but he's got a kind of wider, you know. But he's just like he's tough. He can play in the NFL. Him. Yeah, dude. I, he's not the yeah. I, I wouldn't want. I, I don't think Paul George is licking his chops no. to get a hold of, get a hold of Dort. You know, <laughs> I can see Paul George is like, I'm gonna go do my podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, so, but yeah. I don't think your uh, finesse game is is lining up with uh, old Dort in the pocket. It's old, it's old Dort, yeah. So um, I think you know. I, 
they can beat. I think they added Gordon Hayward. I, I'm not a Gordon yeah. Hayward guy, but like, I mean, you know, since Giddy's, since Giddy's got his issue. Yeah. <laughs> his production seemingly tailed off this year for some unknown yeah, reason. Some strange reason. I can't um, imagine what. But you never know those old dudes on their last hurrah, you know, like they yeah, come in, you know, like I remember like I remember Ron Harper with the Lakers his, oh, yeah. his last go. And like he just in the I mean, he barely played. He must have played like 10 games at the end of the season, the, the second go around. And then he like came in the playoffs. His numbers, his, his, his minutes were way down. But man, he had some just he just knows how to play. Right. And, I, and then, you know, it was just Gordon knows how to play. So down well, the stretch, well, guess of the what you can game, get. You can get the thunder for the title for us. 20 plus twenty five hundred. Huh. So uh, you can get twenty five to one. On that Western Conference leading. Yeah, wow. Yeah, team a... and, and or you could pay, you know, you get seven to one for the, the Bucks. I mean, Cavs, 2,500. Like, the Cavs, the Wolves, and the Thunder. I'm not saying I'm going to cluster bet them, but I'm going to cluster bet them. And I it's, think, Yeah, I wouldn't put, well, I guess, the... Eh. You get the Mavs for plus 3,600. 3, so, I, no, I don't have faith in them. I think they're improved and they're, they're good, but I just... You know the Mavs? Mavs, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to bet them. I, 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 even I if they played at their top end, Luca's going to lose his mind somewhere. Yeah, I he, just, I still think, yeah, he's just, he's a terrible leader. He's, he's very fun he's, to watch. I, I, I like a good Luca meltdown with the best of them. Yeah, he's a terrible leader. He, he's just, yeah, he's he, he just needs to. He's, he's still, he's still quite some time away. Take I think. some edibles or something. I don't know. Yeah, like he's very yeah. angry. Yeah, uh, Kings plus seventy five hundred. If you if you want to go down that rabbit hole, um, well, it's 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 really interesting. I think like the Thunder to me, like they're so easy to pick apart. You could just be like, well, Chet's got no experience. Jalen Williams has no experience. Shea's got no experience. None of them have any experience. But they just keep winning games, and nobody can really play with them. And defensively, they're very strong. Like. <laughs> And that's the that's the problem. If you can get like say like say the Lakers, you know, LeBron, they go nuclear and you know they get out of they get out of that thing and they're into the they're into the playoffs. You think like do you think they have trouble scoring now? Wait until they get a hold of wait until OKC gets a hold of them. OKC you know, like, added Bismack, Biumbo. Yeah, yeah, they added Biumbo. I'm not sure if he's still playing for them. I gotta double check that. But it, it, it just adding big men with girth, right? You know, like you, if you go, you you have faith that you have faith. You have you have a big, you have faith that Anthony Davis is only gonna really try every other game. Now you have really good defenders. You got other Jalen Williams at, at to, to 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 like go after LeBron. You know, because you you're really like you you know you're only gonna get three three games where Anthony Davis says I'm not going past 15 feet and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna deliver. That's gonna be two or three games in this series. 
that you have to worry about. He's the played a lot of games this year. No, I'm not talking about him. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, he's been very available. But I'm talking about his actually deciding that I should earn the money that I'm being paid. Those those things. Mind you, all of you, Kaz is a Lakers fan. (laughs) So he gets to say this. (laughs) But, yeah, so I I don't, you know, to me, there's some very favorable matchups for OKC. it's just it's wild that like I don't think people could probably name like average NBA fan can probably name like more than two guys, right on their roster and 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 the, the other Jalen Williams he hasn't played much this year I think something about an injury I think an ankle injury like kind of took him out of the the mix there a little bit in addition to Chet obviously being Chet um, but he's he he knows how to get he knows how to draw charges he knows how to play defense like principally he's not a high riser but he's strong as all hell so like you know teams with these kind of dominant bigs like anthony davis or you know people that need to be pushed off the block theoretically assuming anthony davis wants to go to the block another question um And, and i'm just trying to i'm looking at these two guys and i'm wondering if they could make a move, is there a third Jalen Williams? Is there, and, and can they also spell it a different way? So we have J-A-L-E-N, we have J-A-Y-L-I-N. Is there like a, a J-E-I-G-H-N? Jalen? There is one on the planet. Yeah, we need a third Jalen also spelling his name uh, differently. Hey, it's the year of Jalen, especially for B-150 subscribers. We have all the Jalens. We got all the Jalens. We got Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson. Man, we didn't talk Jalen Johnson once. Jalen Johnson. When when I saw Jalen Johnson in the playoffs last year, I told everybody to shut up about Jalen Johnson and not say a word because he's amazing. Uh, he's got issues, but he's he's a, he's a fun player for the Atlanta Hawks. If you hadn't had a chance, yeah, no, um, I'm, I think Oklahoma is. I need to get some bets in. Is basically my takeaway. There's a lot of teams. Do you think, let's 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 fish. Do you think they have any chance either of them? Do you think who's your? Oh pick? yeah, you, yeah, no. Coming out of the West, like if you had me, you know, gun to head, I'd go Denver. Like, just too much goodness there like um, I, but I, I really do wonder like what what does it look like if you can shut down and I say that with air quotes if you can slow down better terminology Jokic and um, Jamal Murray at the same time like so you need a big who's not gonna who can a big who can kind of just take away two or three things that Jokic does you know if Jokic yeah. can just go down low and just kind of eat and survey and do whatever he wants down there because he's got size and skill great you know it's kind of game over but like if you have a big that can push him off um and then you've got length to slow down Murray and and I kind of think Oklahoma City does have that length like what about the Clippers the Clippers have that length to to do that to Jamal Murray but they don't have anything I would describe as good to go against like Zubac ain't gonna do the trick. You don't think Zoo you don't think the Zubach Plumley combo can just just enough? No. Just enough. Just no. to just you don't think so. I'm, huh? I'm actually pretty high on the Clippers right now. I think James Harden went in there and decided I'm cool with being the third guy. Like yeah. he he's in his is as good a shape as he's been in, in the last two, three years and he just kind of does James Harden stuff, but he's not 
like James Harden in all caps. And yeah. that's, I think, really good for them. But, I mean, Zoo's drops are just kind of like terrible. Like, he's underneath the hoop. So if you want to beat him in the pick and roll, you can. I don't think he's got a shot. But that's 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 now. We're talking about a seven game series. Nah. So you're adjusting and you you know you you're gonna I wouldn't rule him out plan. I mean like I I mean you know, the other thing is like any team can get that's not like dominant can have a cold streak and like I think Denver could lose to like any of the ten teams that are there. Like I, I, I that's how deep it is. They can't beat the the Warriors can't beat them. The Warriors are really bad. You think? (laughs) I just—it's funny because, like, you know, the Warriors with Dre and Dre's, you know, like on his best behavior, and you know, like with the Clay stuff, I just laugh. I'm like, Clay's is gonna, you know, come in and shoot. He's gonna score fifty in a game, and yeah, he'll be not as good as he's been in previous years, but like, you know, he's not like dead or anything. I know. I was surprised, like, because I've tried. They were just so. Unbearable to watch earlier, and like, so I was getting you know a lot of chatter from people, and I was like, I was surprised he's still giving him seventeen a game. I thought that he was averaging like two. six or seven. Yeah, like the way that they were talking about. The I mean, two. you know, Podziemski <laughs> or whatever his name is. I know that uh, the people are going to be mad about pronunciation. He's good. Pods he's is good. Player. Well, I like what's his name. I like the other kid too, Moody. Oh, Moody. Well, and for some reason, like, you know, he must be yelling at Kerr in the background or something because he's not getting any minutes. But yeah. he's good. And um, he's, he's he's turned the corner on Kaminga. Oh, yeah, Kerr. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kaminga like, went just, out and declared just, himself. He's like, I'm an all star and uh, <laughs> nobody can stop me. Yeah. <laughs> something happened Kaminga, there. Kaminga. There's something, though, to be said for young players that just want to bitch and moan, though. Like, Steve Kerr has done everything in his power. Oh, well, look at, not, look at Jordan Poole. <laughs> Jordan Poole, man. The, the heist. Like, oh, boy. He didn't know how good he had it when he was getting oh, punched in the face by Dre. <laughs> Those are the good old days. <laughs> Longer for the days when I got a broken jaw and got a concussion when my head hit that wall. <laughs> but I learned a lot. <laughs> that poor guy, he's having such a rough run. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I like the in the West, like, <laughs> I would have a hard time going with the chalk. I think I'm going to go good bet on all the underdogs Damn. and uh, and maybe we're Denver. A, we're looking at an OKC Cleveland finals. You know, <laughs> the league's going to love it. <laughs> they'll market LeBron and uh, New York right on top of it but no I uh, I, I I just I, I love it when 1 through 10 is competitive if, even if we want to exclude the Warriors but it, the, to me that makes it just super interesting because we'll be in the last week we'll be looking at alright what are these little micro matchups you yeah. know and, and it's really hard to, to prognosticate right now um, because I, I mean quite literally I think the Thunder could be the favorites like just just like not not above denver but like they could be the favorite betting option you give phoenix any chance yeah i do i I really do because i think kevin durant he's very like i mean say what you want about the golden state stuff like he is to me making this partnership of the the three stars he makes it so possible and then devin booker does a good job with it i think as well like just getting each other involved and and having games that are sort of 
you know, able to be next to a star. And then Beal, I think he's just happy to be on the court these days. He's had so many injuries. Yeah, jeez. Like, I think he's really like, I might not be playing at a high level in a year, so I'm going to try to make this work right now. So he's been, when on the floor, vibes are good. Um Grayson's right. good, I, you know. Yeah, I don't. That all this that is fine. I just I, like there's no doubt. Like when they're on the floor, you better bring your, you better be ready to go. But to me, the um, gosh, that their health is always like, you know, you just the idea that all three of those guys are going to be there, you know, in the over a two month span. Yeah, it just seems just really unrealistic, and they just don't have any depth at all, you know. But the the Man, if they could catch lightning, I mean, you never know. If the if the if the uh, band aid gods say, "Hey, you guys got you guys got two healthy months," um, man. Well, look how far would... the Lakers went last year. Sure, that shouldn't have happened. I mean, in the, really, in the reality world, that shouldn't have happened. Sure, but it did. So you're really looking at the bottom of this thing. I mean, what if Steph goes nuclear? Like you, you really do have. Although Steph goes nuclear, kind of like every night. Yeah. That dude is, 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 I mean, I'm not breaking any news here at the 115th <laughs> minute of this pod, but like, I mean, that guy just sits in the stands from like the other side of the building and throws balls across the, the court and they go in. And I, I don't know if you've seen the, 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 the most recent, you know, trick shot. Mm-hmm. He's literally from like underneath the tunnel throwing a hook shot 110 feet. And making it, <laughs> it's just you people. I don't know. A lot of people are good at like putting a ball into a hole. You know, <laughs> like basketball players for centuries have been doing this, or not centuries, but like it, 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 and golfers. You know, which Steph is very good at golf as well. Some people are just addicted to that; they can't get enough, and they're just going to keep going. He's that dude, and I don't know if we'll ever see anybody like him ever again. Oh, of course you will. I know it always gets better, but like, I mean, <laughs> 110 feet away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's stupid. It's a hook shot, too. <laughs> Which I guess gives him a little bit more oomph on it, but like, my word. All right. I think that wraps it up for this show, unless we're um, going to go. Uh, it's good to be back. 30 rounds on Charlotte. No. Uh, yeah, no, it's good to be back. Um, I think we'll have more. Um, more shows in the hopper i'm feeling a little bit better so uh that's good definitely more productive does take about two years to figure out how this surgery went so uh yeah i'm probably not going to think about it day to day uh because that would make you go crazy but i am feeling better so that means there'll be more stuff going on and uh, i got lots of stuff going on at sports ethos you'd want to check it all out lots of promo stuff baseball plans um dfs betting you name it we're doing it and uh you should definitely get over there and try to sign on. Cause before we go, did you have anything to say to our long lost listeners? We love you. Just bear with us. We'll be. We're back. We're 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 gonna get on it. We're, we're gonna big big push at the end of the season. We're like a uh, we're like a veteran NBA team. We don't care about the regular season, but now that we we can see the finish line, we're gonna move forward. We're gonna move forward and give you give you all the the classics, the classics. <laughs> yeah, we are the Phoenix Suns. I don't know. We're probably better than that. All right, guys. Another one's in the books. Peace. Peace.